It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Rick Patino transaction wire is kind of nuts. And we're going to look at it as we continue our discussion of the 1990s here on this Thursday, Locked On Celtics. Really? Let's go. Rainy days back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. John Corrales here of MassLive.com, thanking you once again for making this show part of your daily routine. Happy to have you on board as we continue our deep dive into Celtics history. If you're just joining the podcast, you're just picking up now, you've missed a full-on discussion from the beginnings of Boston Celtics history, like before they were the NBA. We pick it up from Red Arback, Walter Brown, the original owner of the Boston Celtics, all of the Bob Cousy, the, who they didn't want at first, the weird way that they got Tommy Heinsohn and Bill Russell, all of that stuff. So go back. If you haven't subscribed, go back and, and please start from the beginning. The Celtics history is, is a very long and unique one, and we've been talking about it here on the podcast for weeks now. So we started in the 1950s, we did the 60s, 70s, 80s, now we're into the 90s. Rick Patino. it's all brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and get the best tasting protein bar on the market. It tastes just like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate, all sorts of great flavors, great options for people even with, with nut allergies or gluten sensitivity. It's all at BuiltBar.com. Go ahead and use the promo code Locked on for $10 off your first purchase. Today, we continue with the Rick Pitino discussion, and we, we dive into some of the transactions. And when we say impatient Pitino, this guy signs a guy over the summer, trades him in training camp. Signs a guy one year, trades him the next. Just completely ruins the Boston Celtics franchise with... Move after move after move after move. No vision for the future, just kind of impetuous movements. So we continue this conversation. It's me with Chuck McKenney and Mike Dynan of RedsArmy.com. After falling short of Duncan, that summer is when he, he makes the move for Travis Knight. Yep. Three year, seven years, 22 million. Like Mike said, he said he, then he gives Chris Mills five years, 33 million. And then in October, <laughs> he moves Mills. I'm just looking at the players. So you just invest $33 million in a prize free agent, and then three months later, you trade him to the Knicks for Scott Brooks, Dante Jones, Walter McCarty, and John Thomas. Just like guys, right? Just a group of guys. I mean, right. not, not difference enough. makers. Like right. you that were saying, how is he not, after one season, fired on the spot? I mean, <laughs> because he was paid, he was paid an astronomical amount of money. But right. if you look at those four months 
if you're Gaston, and I don't know how close attention Gaston was paying, um, but holy crap. Wow, my blood pressure is getting worked up about what happened 20, 23 years ago. But, I, you know, and I think we all put this out of our mind. And, and you know, Patino was – he'll probably always be public enemy number one for Celtics fans. But holy crap, when you really go back in and dig into the details, it's almost worse than I recall. Wow. You know what, though? Remember John said the Celtics were 20th out of 29 teams in attendance the year before? Well, Patino's first year, they were 10th. So yeah. that if Paul Gaston had any complaints, it wasn't about ticket sales. Well, that's true. Um, his His contract, though, with the Boston Celtics was – what it was like a seventy million dollar contract. I want to say it was seven years, seventy million dollars, or something like that. Like it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. Um, which is why you don't fire him on the spot. They had made this commitment <laughs> to Rick Pitino, and no one, no one thought that that was ridiculous because, again, when they when they hired him, we're all like, yeah, this is great. That's we got Patino. Hey, we got Patino and we locked him up long term. This is perfect. You know? Uh, yeah. but but you're right. Like, how do you turn around and sign sign Chris Mills and make make that that commitment? First of all, how do you make that commitment to Chris Mills? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we almost want to give him credit for recognizing his mistake and then moving on from it. Right. So soon. So like <laughs> I I'm looking at that deal. And I'm thinking, like, that could be one where you say, like, buyer's remorse. At least you got, I mean, you got, what, Walter McCarty out of the deal? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, at least we got I Love Walter, Walter out of it. You know? We got I Love Walter. Like, that's a... Walter. 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 <laughs> run. Walter. Run. Favorite favorite Tommy Heinsohn moment. Run, Walter. Run. Uh, but, but that's... That's the Rick Pitino thing. The other Rick Pitino problem is that he's playing these guys, th- these NBA players, and I don't know how his time in New York was so successful. Um, I really didn't do any deep dives with that. All I know is that with the Celtics, he he was playing these 82-game, you know, you're playing an 82-game season, you're playing with NBA players, and these guys are starting to make like big time money. Like the, the money is, is starting to creep into this, this kind of level where these guys aren't just making money where they're sort of set for life. They're, they're starting to make real life changing money. And so telling these guys to press for 48 minutes, coming at them with the college coach mentality, like you're the King. This is the era where, the players are starting to take control. The the 90s, this shifts. Um, and it started to shift in the 80s, but as free agency really starts to ramp up, as the money really starts to ramp up, shoe deals start to really ramp up. You know, in the 80s, we did these Converse weapons commercials, but like the Converse weapons were the official shoe of the NBA. Everybody wore those things. Now there's no official shoe of the NBA. Everybody's got their own deals. So Antoine Walker is off making his employee number eight commercials, 
these other guys, these other stars are going off and making commercials and trying to get endorsement deals. They don't want to hear it from this guy for that long. And so not only is he impatient, not only is he pulling the trigger on all of these things, he's also running these guys into the ground and they're just like, I don't, I don't want to do this for 48 minutes. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Proper nutrition is difficult, especially if you've got a sweet tooth. But Built Bar can help you out because it is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. You can satisfy a sweet tooth while getting all of the protein that you want without a ton of extra calories, without a ton of extra sugars or carbs or any of that stuff. You go to BuiltBar.com, and you can see all of the different flavors, uh, coconut-based, fruit-based, 100% chocolate over all of the bars. You have... Flavors with nuts, flavors without nuts if you've got a nut allergy, gluten-free if you're gluten-sensitive. There is something for everybody at BuiltBar.com. I've been using them as a sort of breakfast, a good starter, because at breakfast you need protein and carbs, some good carbs. So I do a Built Bar banana, glass of water, and a coffee. And that's my that gets me going in the morning, gets my body everything it needs to get through the day. And you're not going to get that noon kind of lull because your body already has all of the stuff that it needs. You can use it after a workout. You can use it as a snack. However you want to use it, Built Bar is good for you and it tastes great and it's covered in 100% chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. You can get $10 off your first order. You can buy a bunch of flavors that you like or you can mix and match and, and do a, a mix uh, box and, and $10 off with the promo code Locked on. Like I said, I've been eating them. I think they're great. And they'll give you the protein that you want, the taste that you want without all of that extra stuff. So builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on for ten dollars off your first purchase. Well, that team was mildly exciting, right? I think you 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 could look at that team and you'd feel good in in the rookies and Antoine and Mercer and Billups. And like we just saw in the last dance, they, they upset the Bulls, right? There was that following season, Antoine's second season, right? Mercer and Billups are rookies that this is 97-98, right? Going into 97-98. Yep. Where they upset the Bulls. 
I mean, they, they go from 15 wins to 36 wins. So I think you, you'd think, or you could get the feel that they're building on something. They have young players. You'd say, okay, Patino's erratic, but they're building around Walker and Mercer and Billups and the rest are going to, you know, fill in the, fill in the, um, fill in the slots. But, um, it was halfway through the season that he trades Billups. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that feeling goes away quickly. So much for building on him. <laughs> you know, I mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, this is really where the PTSD really starts to come in. <laughs> these, are, these are the things now, Chuck. We're what? We're 24, 25, 27. Like, this is, this is our era where we're like, we're – Adults, we're we're aware, we're invested, but we're still we're still young enough where it's like you know we're twenty year old, twenty something year old Celtics fans, and so here's the big turnaround, and all of a sudden you you trade Chauncey Billups fifty games, fifty one games into his career to Toronto, yeah. so that deal was Chauncey Billups. D Brown, the D Brown era is over. Roy Rogers and John Thomas for Kenny Anderson, Popeye Jones, and the uh, <laughs> the best big man in the league, Zan Tabak. <laughs> yeah, so Kenny and it, I mean Patino had an affinity for for just big contracts because Anderson was was getting paid and he had a long term deal. So you, you're you're trading out. You know, a bunch of guys who were making short money, and then you take him on relatively short years, and then you're taking back this massive contract. Now, Kenny was fun. He was a fun player in 2002, but not he, – he, I don't think anyone felt like he – considering the college player, you know, the hype he came, you know, from the NCAAs, he never really lived up to that expectation, right? So – he had a few years in the league, I think, when he when he came to Boston, and just it just wasn't. I don't know. It didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw out a a, a stat to uh, reinforce all of this. Patino, during the season, he traded at least five players that he had either signed, drafted, or traded for in the preseason. So at least five guys that he acquired after being hired in May, I think it was. Yeah. So over the summer, then before or during the season, he traded away five of the guys that he had brought in. That's insane. He couldn't make up his mind. It's just, it's so mind-blowing to me as we go back and, and relive this stuff that, this all happened in such rapid succession. Yeah. It's a wonder that Paul Pierce survived. <laughs> let's let's go past all of these moves to the 1998 NBA draft. The Celtics, for once, something kind of works out in their favor. Um, the, the, the Celtics ended up with the 10th pick. Paul Pierce is very highly touted out of Kansas and was expecting to go much higher than 10th. 
the Celtics in that draft were targeting Dirk Nowitzki, actually. And who knows how things would have worked out with Dirk in Boston. But he ended up going ninth. He went, uh, that was a Milwaukee, Milwaukee selected him and traded him to Dallas. Uh, the Celtics get Paul Pierce and Paul Pierce famously tells this story of the kid who grew up in Inglewood saying, Oh shit. No, not the Celtics of all teams, not the Celtics. And he has multiple times said, not only the Celtics as growing up a Lakers fan, he didn't want to come to, to Boston and be a Celtic. He didn't want to play for Rick Pitino because word had been out that Rick Pitino runs this shit like a college team, and he didn't want to be pressing all the time. So Paul Pierce is drafted 10th in 1998 and is, like, not happy about it. They were lucky they got him. It was pure luck. I mean, you look at you look at the top 10 of that draft. I mean, if you were to redraft that top 10... You know, it could it could be Dirk one, Pierce two, I don't know, Vince Carter three. Um, but there were a bunch of guys in there who maybe played a few years, like Old Wakandi, Bibi LaFrance, uh Robert Trailer, Larry Hughes. I mean, that all were picked above Pierce. So there was some lottery luck there um that allowed us to um to to get him. Robert and... Tractor Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember you know, a little bit of the Pierce story, knowing he was, you know, he was um, he was a heralded player. And I think even at the time we felt like, you know, we we, we caught a break there. Um, obviously, I wasn't sure how good he good he would be, but it was another piece. But what are we thinking? I mean, who, who knows what's, you know, so what he drafted Pierce, Pierce's drafted 10th. <laughs> Where is he going to be in three months? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> right. The only thing then was um, they were what they were doing was putting together a young team. They had a core sort of developing of players who were under 25. It had uh, Antoine, Pierce, Mercer, uh, Batie, Walter. They were all under 25. Only Kenny Anderson really was an impact player who was older than that, and he was only 28. So... Something was taking shape, even if it was sort of by accident. Well, I mean, the yeah, you're right. It, it worked out well for the Celtics. Now, this was this was the lockout year, correct? His first yeah. season was the lockout year. So right, they didn't start till February. So they only play fifty games. Uh, the Celtics go nineteen and thirty-one that season, and, and do not make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, Rick Pitino doesn't make the playoffs. Like he, there's no, uh, he, all of the stuff that we get, uh, all the stuff that, that we were looking forward to in Boston when they signed Rick Pitino to this whole big thing, he was in Boston for three full seasons. Well, and even that's not, he had two full seasons, a lockout season. And then in his fourth year, he quit. We'll get to that in the two thousands podcast. The two years of Patino are just Paul Pierce is the only good thing. Or and the answer.
You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. The most useful app on my phone at this point is the Blinkist app, and I'll tell you why. I'm busy just like you are. It's hard, even this in this pandemic, to find time for things like self-improvement, reading books, and learning new things. So Blinkist really solves that problem. I just use Blinkist for a long drive. Now, a lot of people, when they go on a long drive, they will download an audiobook, maybe two. I use Blinkist to download like a dozen different books, and it boils them down to about 15 minutes. So you can read or listen to these books in just 15 minutes. So just like successful people, business leaders who are known for reading a lot of books, Blinkist condenses these books. It's made for busy people like you who want to get to the main point of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. Like I said, it's got that audio feature so you can use it in the car, on a commute, a lunch break, while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now. It's got a massive growing library from self-help books, business, health, to history books, Blinkist has the latest titles from bestseller lists, as well as classic nonfiction titles. Those books that you always say you wanted to read, they have them. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for this audience, just for you. Go to Blinkist.com NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. The, the kicker to that lockout season which they went 19 and 31 is is that he had traded the their first round pick. He had traded the first round. This is this is one that I just read about that I completely forgot about. He traded DeClerc and the first round pick to Cleveland for Vitali Potapenko. And then right. so it's you know they're 19 and 31, but the Celtics don't have a draft pick. And then Cleveland with that pick takes Andre Miller. Um, so. You know, he got criticized for that. It was by this time, you know, there wasn't a lot of slack being given to Patino. Um, he was getting criticized. Things were starting to break down between him and the media and the fans. Well, you could see all these things. That was one of the, the, the real um, straws that ended up breaking the camel's back, him trading that pick. 
for no reason to get really nobody. What year was the famous quote? What year was the infamous quote with Larry was, Bird? That was Kevin 2000. I think it was 2000. It was a little later. 2000, okay. Yeah. 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 But he was we'll already on the path to that. That so, nineteen nine that lockout season, you know, they started out at um, seven and seven. They split the first fourteen games, but then they lost ten of eleven, and they never recovered. So if he if he had been able to get something out of that season, that was a short season, as we said. And if you remember, um, the Knicks made the finals that season, and they weren't that good anyway. But they just got hot at the playoffs, and uh, you know anything could have happened, but. The Celtics um, under Patino didn't follow through, and they fell off. And that that was just the story of his um, whole tenure in Boston. This is this is really this is this is really unforgivable because <laughs> oh, oh this one is <laughs> this is no this is this one really is like this this the is other really stuff, the other stuff's forgivable no this no is... the the other stuff is unforgivable. This is really unforgivable um, because you're right, Chuck. Looking at this this sequence of events, the trade, um, Andrew DeClerc and the first-round pick for Potopinko was in March. And the Celtics, were at that point, they were a month into the season. That, that trade was made on March 11th. The season what? started on February 5th. So on March, they were already mired in a losing streak. They they had just lost on March 11th. That was March 11th was their third loss in a row, fifth loss in six games. They were kind of like struggling. They were middle of the road. They had a huge losing streak. Like after that trade, like everything fell apart after that trade. But there, the season starts late. It starts in February already. They're already playing, and he must have thought that I need something, I need help, and he go ahead, goes ahead and gives up a first-round pick to get Potopinko, thinking that Potopinko is going to, you know, turn, help them turn things around. All of these mistakes, by the way, all of these mistakes are bigs. He's when he turns around mm-hmm. and trades these guys away, he's trying to find a big. He's desperately trying to find a big. In this era, to to be his like his center of the future, he's not really buying into building around Pierce and Antoine Walker. He's desperately looking for a big, and this this may be his biggest mistake in that search for a big that they they completely screw themselves. Now, Cleveland picks Andre Miller. Maybe the Celtics don't pick Andre Miller. Sean Marion is available at that point. Um, it's not a great draft, but Andre oh. Kirilenko is in there. Kirilenko back then was AK-47. He was pretty good. Um, Ron Artest. You know, they, Ron Artest before he, you know, like early Ron Artest was, was pretty good. He was a pretty dynamic guy. But and just want... make a better trade. <laughs> just get right. something of value. He didn't have the... to make a trade. That was just it. He, it was It was nonsense to even make a trade much less what it was. He gave up not only a first-round pick, but he gave up a player to get back a player who was no better than the guy he was trading. Right. I, I do understand that you might say, I have a bunch of young players. I'm going to take a chance on, you know, adding – maybe they looked at the draft and thought, mm, 
outside of the top, you know, a couple players, maybe there's not somebody there that really lights us on fire and we have enough young guys. We need some sort of – Patapico was a – I mean, he was a few years older than – I think he was a few years older than Tuan and stuff. I, it seemed like it. And he's a big – he fills that sort of immediate need. But, but if you're going to move the pick based on the fact that you want to fill a need and maybe you don't like the draft – the the simple key to that is, I don't know. Is there no value in that draft pick? Like Patapico is the only guy you, you could have you could have secured for that. It just seems it just seems unforgivable. You want to feel even better? <laughs> yes. You want to feel even please, better? Please. Okay. Please. The, as not having a first round pick, they did have a second round pick via some sort of trade that, that had been made years before. It was number fifty five. They took a guy named Chris Clack, who uh-huh. never played an NBA game. And number 57, <laughs> oh, God. the Spurs, oh, took God. Manu Ginobili. Oh, Ginobili. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Mike, so, I hate you so much. So, so, <laughs> it's a fitting conclusion to the 90s. Oh, my God. That's right. So the Celtics missed out on two of San Antonio's cornerstones <laughs> for their their dominance for their dynasty, uh, and they could have they actually had the opportunity to draft Manu Ginobili. Mm-hmm. Whew, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> you know, not getting Manu. Who knew? Like, there's a reason why Manu Ginobili went where he where he went, but it's just. The ultimate, like, kick in the balls at that point. Like, everything's gone wrong. Everything You've missed out on so many players. Rick Pitino's movements ha- have really ruined everything for the Boston Celtics. And then on top of it, you draft Chris Clack instead of Manu Ginobili. And again, to be fair, no one knew at the time but looking back, and you can you you can look at it and be like, oh man, I mean, really, Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili were both destined for the Boston Celtics, and something took them away from the Boston Celtics, and it created a monster in San Antonio. So, considering the way Rick Pitino was running the team, the the basketball gods did what they had to do. I, I would say, we continue and finish the 1990s. Tomorrow with the Friday podcast. So subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Share the podcast if you have subscribed. And tell your friends that they should be listening. Rate the the show five stars if you can somewhere. Give it a good written review. Follow it on Spotify. Go to BuiltBar.com. Built Bar makes the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's covered in 100% chocolate. It's all the protein you want. Not a lot of calories. None of the extra sugars, none of the extra carbs. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on to get $10 off your first purchase. Now, tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Hollinger and Duncan. 
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.